Welcome to a brand new episode of Techsplained by ITP.net, a podcast where we explore the latest exciting trends and developments in the tech industry. I'm your host, Adele Geronimo, the editor for ITP.net, and I'm joined by my co-host, Arya Devi, the commercial editor for ITP.net. Welcome, Arya. Thank you, Adele. So, for decades, the internet has been renowned to be one of the most notable advancements in human history. It has revolutionized the way we communicate with others, do business, and support the economy. Now, a new era of the internet is upon us. Web3, the next evolution of the internet, has seen growing interest from governments around the world, many of which have announced billions of dollars in investments for Web3 and metaverse development. In the previous episode of Techsplained, we learned about the fundamentals of Web3, what it is, and how it came about, and some of its applications. We learned that it's focused on two major promises, ownership and decentralization. In this episode, we will take a look at how Web3 applies to businesses, how they can get involved and benefit from this next evolution of the web. To help us explore and understand this, we are joined today by Jeremy Dennisty, the managing partner for Imagine Studio. Imagine Studio aims to cater to the region's growing Web3 and Metaverse ecosystem and help companies future-proof their product and service offerings. Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. So, Jeremy, to kick us off, can you just summarize what Web3 means to you? Well, um, I think you guys covered it really well. I mean, <laughs> uh, indeed, uh, to us, uh, just like a lot of other people, Web3 is the next generation of the Internet. Um, the Internet indeed changed the world. I think no one will argue, uh, will argue with that. It started in the 90s with Web1 creating websites, that was a read-only time. Like, mm -hmm. you would create a website that people would be able to read. Then we moved to Web2 uh, with the big players that we know today, with social media, where it was more of a read and write. I mean, not only could you read, but you could also have a social media profile. You could start writing and contributing in a very easy way mm -hmm. uh, to the internet. And now we're entering the, the age of Web3, which is indeed, as you rightfully mentioned, uh, all about decentralization and, and ownership. I think one thing that I would like to add is that... Uh, uh, Web3 is not only about the metaverse. We hear a lot of people talking about the metaverse. Metaverse is such a mm. big word on, on everyone's lips. Yes, of course, there is a metaverse part of it, but it's much more than that. I mean, what, what is very important is the technology that is based upon and what it enables. Uh, Blockchain-based technologies, um, NFTs, uh, the adoption of crypto. I mean, that th those technologies, and I'm not going to get into details right now, but it, it, that, that is what, what will enable the next generation of the web. Mm. So thanks so much for that, Jeremy. Uh, but before we dive any deeper, um, Arya, do you have any interesting facts to share <laughs> with us about Web3? <laughs> yes, glad you asked. This fact has some re uh, regional relevance. So the UAE has emerged as one of the fastest growing in destinations for Web3 projects, thanks to the initiatives taken by the government. A recent research by the Web3 platform Crypto Oasis Ecosystem highlighted the dominance of UAE in the Web3 economy as it identified more than 1,450 active Web3 organizations with nearly 7,000 individuals. Wow, that, that's kind of a lot, especially <laughs> for a nascent um, technology like, yes, like it Web3. It, it really speaks to the UAE's commitment to you know, embracing emerging technologies. So, um, Jeremy, going back to you know, um, decentralization and decentralization. Mm -hmm. So... Web 1 and Web 2 has definitely paved the way to, you know, the internet as we know yeah. it today. But um, a, a big concern, I guess, that many um, industry experts have over the years was that over the years, um, a handful of, you know, big corporations has a huge power over mm. this centralized environment. Like Absolutely. companies like 
Google, Microsoft, and Facebook, they have stronghold. Uh, they have a stronghold on large portions of the web, giving them the power to decide what should and should not be allowed within this ecosystem. So given that Web3 is more focused on decentralizing the internet, why is there such a strong demand for that kind of structure? Mm -hmm. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, sure. I, I think every new wave or every evolution of the web was, was born to solve problems that we're facing in the past. Like if you think about it, even the fact that we have social media that are so easy to use were, solved, were brought to the market because it was so hard for us to connect and share anything in, in the Web 1 era, right? So I think Web 3 is a bit of the same. You know, the, 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 what made the success of Web 2 is indeed those major, huge platforms um, owned by a, by a limited number of players um, that worked really fine. But indeed, it posed an issue, which is that very few people, very few players, very few companies own a majority of the data and, and the, the efforts that companies are putting into, into branding themselves or communicating or creating communities on, on the internet. Um, and, and again, Web3 is there to, to solve that. So to, to say, okay, maybe the data should not be owned by a couple of companies, but maybe the data should be owned by you as a brand, as an individual. Um, maybe you should uh, be rewarded for the efforts that you're taking to create a community and not let uh, Facebook or Instagram be rewarded for it. So um, I, I believe, and, and this is one of the main reasons why the, the, the first Web3 initiatives were launched uh, in the blockchain uh, white paper was written in 2008. Uh, Vitalik Buterin launched Ethereum in, in, I believe, 2015, also because they were fed up and tired of this very centralized world. So I think that that is one thing. It will really enable companies to finally own their initiative and, and, and the money literally that they're investing into the internet and, and get the, the results, but also for the individual people. I think one thing that we are noticing increasingly is that well, time, time is precious. It's probably time is probably our most precious resource, right? And we have a variety of ways that we can spend our time today. If you think, if you compare this to 30 or 40 years ago. So um, I think what, what brands companies are understanding is that if you want people to spend their time with you as a, as, a, as a brand, as a company, even buying you or spending time experiencing your product, you need to reward them. It's not only about a transaction where you're putting something on the market and people are paying for it. You need to reward them for being a returning customer, for being a loyal um, um, brand fan. And, and, and this is what Web3 really enables. If you think about the ideas, and we're going to give a couple of examples probably later on of, of tokens, of the way that we can make people part of a community and get them to reap rewards from this and actually earn from it, it's, it's the way to boost uh, the loyalty scheme as we have known them today to, to a whole new level. So I really think indeed um, decentralization is offering a lot more um, options and solutions to brands and companies to own their efforts and to enable and empower the people to uh, uh, get rewarded for the their time, basically. Okay, that's wonderful. The examples that you have given speaks volumes for businesses. So I want to know more. So what does Web3 mean for businesses and entrepreneurs? Yeah, I think so there, there are many, many things, but I'm going to cut it down to three main avenues that we believe are very interesting today. And the th those three main avenues are experience, loyalty, and community. Um, I think improving the experience um, in any events or happening is, is, is really what Web3 can enable. And I'm going to take one very good example 
Coachella. Everybody knows mm. the Coachella yes, Festival, yes. right? Um, so, uh, of course, Coachella in itself is an amazing, amazing experience. You go there for the music. Coachella launched a, a, a series of NFTs. So NFTs, they're, they're, you probably tackled that into your previous, uh, their digital tokens uh, minted on the blockchain that would really improve the experience. So one of them is what we call a POAP, so a proof of attendance protocol, which means that if you attended Coachella, you receive for free an NFT. Some of those are common, some of those are rare. They're all, um, uh, of course, uh, done with a local artist and they have a music side to things. So it's, it's really like kind of a unique art piece that you get from attending there. But it goes much further than that. They, they launched, I think, seven different uh, NFT collections. And, and the, one of them was um, lifetime passes minted as NFTs. They sold 10 of them at auction mm -hmm. and all of them went for more than $100,000 a piece. Oh, wow. So there are 10 people that own a lifetime pass to go to Coachella. Now, the great thing about this is that you could say, okay, of course, but I can sell a, a lifetime ticket. I mean, uh, what's, mm. you know, but the thing is that once you have it as an NFT, if I'm, if I'm, for example, I'm, I'm happy to go to Coachella for the next three years, but afterwards I'm getting married, getting a kid, I'm moving, you know, I can just sell that NFT extremely easily on the secondary market on one of the platforms mm. like OpenSea, for example, and get my money back, which is not the same with the ticket. It's much more difficult to sell a physical mm. ticket that is not blockchain backed because a lot of people will say, oh, what tells me that this is real? What tells me mm. this is fake? The NFT and, and, and the smart contract behind it showcases the, the reality. It's, it's irrefutable. So that opens a whole new way of to, to experience things. Um, second example, I mentioned loyalty. Um, I think Starbucks is doing amazing things with this. Starbucks is launching Starbucks Odyssey. Wow. Um, so Starbucks Odyssey is their uh, loyalty 3.0 program. If you have the Starbucks Rewards app, you will soon be able to take some quizzes, games about coffee. Those quizzes, games, and, and various activities will um, earn you some digital tokens. Mm -hmm. They're not naming them NFTs, which is quite interesting, but they're <laughs> blockchain-based digital tokens. Those digital tokens will have points randomly, and the accumulation of those points will help you um, get some experiences from Starbucks. One of those experiences is a visit to their uh, coffee Costa Rica farm. So I, I think for coffee aficionados, having the opportunity to participate in such activity, getting tokens in a rewarding, being able to trade them, sell them, and buy some on the Starbucks marketplace, and, and reap those experiences is, is again, another way to do, to do loyalty in, in, in this world, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Last example that I will take is community. I told you experience loyalty community. Uh, building communities, I don't know if you remember in the early days of Facebook back in 2006, 2007, there was those Facebook groups about literally anything. Like yes. we were all have, part of <laughs> I maybe have like 10, 12 of them in my yeah. Facebook profiles. Indeed. All uh, of them inactive. <laughs> inactive, yeah, right? Because now yeah. I mean, people are, but at, at first I remember still the feeling that we had back in the days yeah. where like, oh, there are people that think like me. I mean, mm -hmm. there are people that have exactly, that same feeling, yeah. right? So we're getting back to that again, but in, a, in like on steroids. Uh, if mm -hmm. you take a look at Lacoste, the, the clothing brand, Brand. They issued a series of 11,212 NFTs. They all sold out and, and they made good profit with this. But their promise was, we're going to build a community, that the community is going to be alive on Discord, and we're going to participate together to create, among other things, an, a clothing line together of Lacoste clothing. So if you're a holder of that NFT, I'm a holder of that NFT, I can participate in the Discord. They're asking questions, they're participating, they, co they are co-creating with the community of fans. I mean, that was not possible before. And the day that I don't want to be part of that community anymore, I can just go again on one of the marketplace and sell it to someone else that wants to be a part of it. And the beautiful part is, 
Lacoste gets royalty fees mm. every time that 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 NFT is is uh, is sold. So that's lifetime value being created. So in a nutshell, value for businesses there are many, but three things that are um, very promising and a, and a lot of use cases already is how to um, improve the experience, how to make loyalty better, and how to create um, more impactful communities. You know what? That's really interesting with the examples gave a clarity on everything. So while technology is playing a major role in business growth and innovation today, many business leaders and entrepreneurs are still not tech focused. So we see mm -hmm. that a lot in this industry. And uh, with Web3 still just coming into focus, many still don't understand how or why it's important to the future of businesses. So how can businesses benefit from a decentralized future bought by Web3 and uh, you know how can they get involved? Well, I think the first thing that I would always recommend to businesses is get out there and first of all, uh, learn about it, mm -hmm. get educated. And, and I think this is one of the main things that we do at the moment is that we go to a lot of public sector and private, private organizations and we run education sessions, education sessions, education workshops, education days, because you, you cannot embark on something that you don't fully grasp and don't fully understand, right? So that would be the first thing. The second thing that I would say is prototype, try something, even if it's small, I mean, that will give you a, cons a consequent uh, um, competitive advantage mm. to actually try and do something, whether it is in the metaverse, if that's relevant, uh, as an NFT collection, in loyalty and experience in community, try and do something, get out there, uh, because that space is only going to grow in the future. And you're certainly going to benefit being in the early days there and understanding what the technology is about and what is the culture, what is really the culture of Web3 and of the people that, that, that follow that. But one thing that is extremely important, that's what we always say when we talk to, to, our, um, um, to our clients, is that anything that you do in Web3 needs to be in line with your strategic objectives. Don't do this as an add-on or something else that you want to try for the purpose of trying. It needs to be linked to a problem that you're facing or an opportunity that you, are, that, you are, that you are seeing. It really needs to be linked to your strategic objectives and to your strategic assets. So that's very, very important uh, that you have that mindset into seeing Web3 as a tool in your toolkit, just like Web2 was back mm. in the days. You know, when social media started, I was like, oh yeah, cool, new tool in my toolkit. Mm -hmm. Well, Web3 and Web3 technologies need to be new tools in, in everyone's toolkit. And I'm 100% sure that in the, in the future, we will also develop workforce talents that are linked to managing and growing that new tool in the toolkit. Great, thanks so much for that, Jeremy. And, um, you know, obviously you mentioned that so there are so many opportunities out there, but, uh, the examples you had given earlier as well, I just wanted to go back to that. Like, sure. These are very known brands like Coachella, a very big event yeah. that everyone knows, even if you're not, you know, you're not in the U.S., um, Starbucks and Lacoste. But what about for for entrepreneurs, like people who are just starting out, but they want to get on board the, the Web3 train, so to speak. So yeah. how can they get started on on it and you know what support is available for them out there what options mm. do they have in terms of helping them get started with web3 yeah i think that's a, it's a good question obviously i took yeah the, the examples that everybody knows but um, we need to also understand that um, if you take some of the biggest web3 communities today um, board apio clubs um, crypto punks some of those guys they were i mean they're big brands today but they were no one and nothing a couple of years back. You know, they created everything from scratch with a value proposition that was valuable to people, which means 
it's possible. You know, it's, it's definitely possible. I would say if you're an entrepreneur, um, more on the small and medium size, uh, mm -hmm. rather than medium to large, um, I would really think, okay, where, where can this bring value to my, to my current value proposition? Uh, what am I trying to achieve here? Um, do I need to tokenize my business? Because th that's how we call it, right? Do I need to tokenize my business? I would say right away, if you're a small to medium-sized business, uh, having a presence in the metaverse or building something in the metaverse is probably not the best choice that you, you want to do, right? It's going to be very expensive, and then you still are running into the problem of attracting people there, et cetera, et cetera. But tokenizing some part of your business is an interesting question to ask yourself, whether it is to bring more value to your current client or to attract more other clients in the future. And if you want to tokenize this, I mean, there are platforms, even on OpenSea, which is the kind of the, again, the Amazon or the eBay of, of, of Web3, there are options to create your own token. Obviously, they won't be very um, evolved. I mean, they won't be very fancy, but, but the, I mean, it, it's good to get started. Um, finding people that can help you draft smart contracts, create tokens is not hard. I mean, it's not, it's not free, but it's not insanely expensive either. And it's hot, not hard, but I would say again, referring to what I was saying, think about what, how this can add to your value proposition. That's the most important thing. Don't just do it because you hope that you're going to get some PR coverage that you're doing it. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's fine, obviously. I mean, everybody wants to get yeah. some good PR coverage, but it's not all about this. It's about how it can increase your value proposition. Great. And you mentioned earlier as well that, you know, um, for those who want to, st to start out, they can, they can potentially look for people who can help them um, draft smart contracts. And, Absolutely, you know, yeah. Um, so that brings me to my next question. What does what does Web3 mean to the future of workforces? Mm. I mean, we all know that, as we all know, technology can give rise to new industries and yeah. new job roles. But specifically for Web3, what can it bring? Yeah, uh, so I think there are several things in, way, in, in the ways that it will impact workforces. Um, there is one that is, that is quite obvious. It's a, it might impact the way we interact at work. Mm -hmm. Microsoft is developing Microsoft Mesh, which is um, uh, kind of a metaverse place only for companies and for workforces, where um, instead of jumping on a Zoom call, you would get into their platform and you're almost able to have a table discussion just like we're having right now, but in, in the metaverse, which is much more engaging. Mm -hmm. So that might, again, enable more remote working, that might enable more gathering talents from across the globe to work for your team and, and gathering them around the table in a very mm -hmm. easy way. So search for talent might, might be facilitated, might be more open, people might get more freedom to live wherever they want to live. That's one way that where it could impact it. The second thing is that you need to upgrade skill set and mindset within your organization, especially if you're on the larger side of the spectrum in terms of organizations. Um, and we're running, that's what we're also doing, running skill set and, and, and mindset education streams. But on skill set, marketing, just to take that example, will be significantly different in a couple of years from now. You will need to consider Web3 tools and, and Web3 um, technologies in your toolkit. So you need to teach marketeers today to, to do marketing in Web3. Just like in 2003, 2004, when Facebook started, yeah. probably social marketeers, social yeah, social media, uh, marketeers probably need to understand what yeah. is this and, and how are we going to be able to use it, right? So it's exactly the same thing. Same, uh, how are you going to teach your brand team to develop a Web3 loyalty program, which we are pretty sure is going to become the standards within the next three to five years. So that's that skill set. And mindset is more for the leadership. So... Um, 
how do you um, make business decisions? How do you change your mindset to make swift business decision if, let's say, your main competitor is launching a huge Web3 initiative, um, creating something in the metaverse or launching huge, huge tokens, I mean, a, a very big token collection. What can you do? So uh, upgrading the mindset of the leadership is very, very important as well. And then the third point to say how will this impact workforces is about the new skills. You, mm -hmm. you, you rightfully mentioned this. Um, there are many, many new jobs that are appearing today and that will grow in the future. One of the most simple examples is a Discord community manager. Most of the Web3 communities are actually on Discord. Mm -hmm. um, managing a Discord community is not the same as, as managing a WhatsApp community or an Instagram community, right? You need people that understand how Discord works. And we're seeing a lot of companies, um, large companies, but also medium-sized companies here in the Middle East, some of our clients that are onboarding their first Discord community managers. Oh, wow. um, so new skills, new jobs, and, and that's one of them, but there could be plenty of others and, and um, there are plenty of others. Um, so yeah, in, so it could change the way we interact at work, how to upgrade skill set and mindset and, and the new skills and the new jobs we'll have in, within the organization. Thank you so much for that, Jeremy. And, you know, there are a lot of amazing opportunities ahead, but from your perspective, can you just share what is your vision for, for Web3? Where do you see it's going? And from, from your organization's perspective mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, sure. I think for us, we're the, the, the biggest opportunity is that it's moving beyond the hype. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, I mean, we can all uh, agree on the fact that there is a lot of hype it about is, terms yeah. like metaverse and NFTs, although we are in the bear market, which is quite interesting. I mean, Ethereum price is at 1,300. The all-time high was 4,000. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, I think we're we're not even in, in a market that is... That is um, a, creating value every day, right? Like mm. we were in the beginning of the year or late last year. So it's very interesting, but we need to move beyond that hype. I really would love organizations and initiatives to, to think about what's the, what are the use cases that can bring value to my organizations. Um, I think once that mindset will shift and that we will move beyond just the PR stunt and, and to the real positive aspects of using that technology, that's how the future will evolve. And, and there are many companies that are doing it in the US. There are some companies that are doing it here um, and some companies that are doing it elsewhere. But I, I, I think really the future is bright for um, us as individuals, first mm -hmm. of all, because we're going to get more power and be rewarded for the time that we spent in our life and at work, which is absolutely great. Uh, but of course, more potential for companies to again, uh, as well, be empowered, get back the power of, of owning their data, of owning their communities, of engaging with their communities, create better customer journey and, and better um, customer company relationship links. I think much better than what we have today in, in social media. And I'm not saying that social media will die or be replaced by mm -hmm. Web3. Again, I, I really want to stress that that toolkit, the, the tool in your toolkit aspect, um, when you really define your marketing budget, there will be X percent for analog marketing, X percent for Web 2 marketing, Web 1, Web 2, and X percent for Web 3. It's not going to be like Web 3 and analog, you know. So uh, I think once we move beyond that hype, um, this is where we will see an even brighter future. Mm -hmm. um, not for Web 3, because at the end of the day, who cares how Web 3 does, right? I mean, that's, it's about serving people and businesses at the end of the day. So that's what's, that's what's important. What are the technologies that are going to be enabling us to live better and, um, and, and solve our problems in, in society? Yeah, 
And um, I think we truly are heading towards um, really exciting times. I mean, yeah. um, you know, uh, I've I've been present. In the, I'm not that old, but I've been <laughs> present in the world since you know um, the internet started booming, and then social media. So all throughout those years, um, I've seen the internet grow as as it has today yeah. and it will be really interesting to see how it could grow even further into the next phase which is which is web3 yeah indeed the next phase is web3 and then uh, i don't know if you want to think about the next wave after that but uh, yeah i don't know web4 <laughs> we call it web4 we can call it anything but <laughs> i mean there what's exciting is indeed how can we develop the next uh, 10 years but then mm. what's going to come afterwards you know yeah. and there are some theories around there and i don't know if you want to share this today or if we want to uh, we can take definitely this yeah. talk about it in the next yeah. episode, in the next episode. So, yeah. Yeah, yes, so. we, will, we would definitely <laughs> cool. would love to have you back again jeremy so we can discuss this my pleasure further. yeah sure um thank you so much again for taking the time to you know to join the podcast today thank you so much again to all our listeners for tuning into this episode of Explained. once again i'm your host adele Jeronimo, and together with my co-host Arya davy we hope you enjoyed exploring web3 with us today if you love this episode and all things tech please don't forget to tune in to the next one Explained is available on spotify as well as other podcasting platforms <laughs>